Hello, boys and girls. We are beginning another One School, One Book event. This year, we are reading School Days According to Humphrey by Betty G. Verney. This is your principal, Mrs. Powell, reading the first chapter. Chapter one, the worst first day begins. It was a quiet morning in room 26, so quiet that all I could hear was the scratch, scratch, scratching of my pencil as I wrote in my little notebook. I'm writing a poem about the end of summer, Og, I squeaked to my neighbor, the classroom frog. I am Humphrey, the classroom hamster. I'll read you what I have so far. Summer, oh summer, I hate to say goodbye. Summer, oh summer, must you end, and why? Og splashed gently in his tank as I continued. I loved summer days at Camp Happy Hollow, and now that they're over, I stopped because there was nothing more to read. Boing! Og twanged. Green frogs like him don't say ribbit. They make a sound like a broken guitar string. Boing! Boing! I haven't finished it yet, Og, I explained. I have to find a word that rhymes with hollow. Wallow? Or swallow? I stared down at the page again. I loved summer days at Camp Happy Hollow, and now that they're over, I can hardly swallow. Og dived down deeply in his tank, splashing noisily. I don't think much of that line either, I replied. I'll try again. Just then, our teacher, Mrs. Brisbane, came bustling into the room, carrying a stack of papers. As usual, I quickly hid my notebook behind the mirror in my cage. As much as I love humans, some things are better kept private. After all my years of teaching, I should have known by now that on the first day of school, the line for the copy machine would be out the door, Mrs. Brisbane said. She stacked the papers on her desk and stared up at the chalkboard and the bulletin boards, which were bare, except for a list of rules in Mrs. Brisbane's neat printing. I'd copied those rules in my notebook while Mrs. Brisbane was down at the office, and I intended to memorize them as soon as possible. Mrs. Brisbane glanced up at the clock. School will start soon, she said, turning toward the table by the window where Og and I spend most of our time, in case you two were interested. I am, I said, and I meant it. Even though I was sorry that summer was ending, I was glad, glad, glad to be back in good old room 26 again. After the last camp session was over, my friend, Ms. Mack, brought me back to the house where Mrs. Brisbane and her husband, Bert, live. Og and I spent a few weeks with them. I loved to go to the Brisbanes' house, but it was so quiet there. I was looking forward to seeing my classmates again. Some of them had been at camp, like AJ, Garth, Miranda, and Saya. But I hadn't seen some of the others for an unsqueakably long time. The door swung open and in walked the most important person at Longfellow's school, Principal Morales. Mrs. Brisbane is in charge of the whole class of students, 
but Mr. Morales is in charge of the whole school. As usual, he was wearing an interesting tie. This one had little books in many different colors. Morning, Sue, he said to Mrs. Brisbane. Ready to go? As ready as I'll ever be, she said. He walked over to our table by the window. Guys, I hope you're all set to go back to work. Yes, 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 I answered, wishing that he could hear more than just the usual squeak, 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 humans here. Boing, Og agreed. Good, the principal said, glancing up at the clock. I'd better be outside to meet the buses. Have a great one, Sue. You too, Mrs. Brace Brisbane said. She hurried back to her desk and studied a piece of paper, then began muttering strange words like, Phoebe, Harry, Kelsey, goodness. Were we going to be learning a new language this year? Thomas, Rosie, Paul, did she say Paul? I knew that word. It was the name of a boy who had come into our class for math last year. I was about to point this out to Og when the bell rang as loud as ever. No matter how long I'm a student in room 26, I'll never get used to that noisy bell. Mrs. Brisbane opened the classroom door and soon students started to come in. I realized right away that something was wrong, terribly wrong. Mrs. Brisbane smiled as the students entered. Take a seat, she said, any seat. I climbed up high on my cage to get a better look. Who are these kids, Og? I asked my neighbor. I've never seen any of them before. Boing, he answered, splashing noisily. More unfamiliar students came into the room. One of them was a girl who whizzed by in her wheelchair. Another was a boy who was really tall. He was as tall as our teacher, maybe taller. Just take a seat, children. How could Mrs. Brisbane sound so cheery knowing these students didn't belong in room 26? As the classroom hamster, I felt I had to squeak up. You're in the wrong room, I squeaked. This is not your room, go back. Welcome, Mrs. Brisbane told her students. Take a seat. Wrong room, I scrambled to the tippy top of my cage. This is room 26. Unfortunately, my voice is small and squeaky, and I guess nobody heard me because the students went ahead and sat down. Mrs. Brisbane kept on smiling and nobody budged. Oh, how I wished I had a loud voice like my old friend, lower your voice, AJ. When the bell rang again, my heart sank. Mrs. Brisbane is a great, great, great teacher and pretty smart for a human. Why didn't she notice that her class was full of the wrong students? Og, what should we do? I asked my froggy friend. This time he didn't answer. I guess he was as confused as I was. Hey, Humphrey, it's me. Hi, a familiar voice shouted. Slow down Simon raced up to my cage. He was the younger brother of Stop Giggling Gale. Who did belong in room 26, but she was nowhere in sight. Now, I'll get to take you home some weekend, Simon announced. Go back to your own room or you'll be late, I warned him. Mrs. Brisbane told him to take a seat. Simon twirled around and rushed away, bumping right into a girl with a bright red hair whose chair was sticking out in the aisle. You should be more careful, Kelsey, he said. 
You ran into me. The girl rubbed her arm. She probably got a big bruise. Ouch. What's happening just doesn't make sense, I told Og. I don't think I was making a lot of sense either. It was as if the world had just been turned all upside down and Og and I were the only ones who noticed. Hi, Humphrey, a soft voice said. I looked up and there was Paul Fletcher, whom I thought of as Small Paul. He was a boy who came in for math class every day last year because he was unsqueakably good with numbers. Paul was smart. I knew he'd understand. Why are these students in the wrong room? I asked him. He pushed up his glasses, which had slid down his nose. This year, I get to take you home, he said. I can't wait. What was he talking about? Only students in room 26 got to take me home for the weekend. Settle down, class, Mrs. Brisbane said. Please take your seats. Class? What was she talking about? This wasn't my class. Where were AJ and Garth, Heidi and Mandy? Where were Gail and her giggles? Where were Richie, Art, Tabitha and Seth? Where were Kirk and his jokes? And where in the world was the almost perfect golden Miranda? Mrs. Brisbane, I squeaked. In case you haven't noticed, this isn't our class. Mrs. Brisbane was too busy counting the students to hear me. We're short one student, she said. But while we're waiting, let me welcome you all to room 26. Crushed, I scrambled back down to the floor of my cage and scurried into my sleeping hut where I could be alone and think. I remembered that poem I'd just written about summer. Now I had an idea for a new verse. Summer, oh summer, with days long and lazy. Now that you're over, things are going crazy. Humphrey's Rules of School. Before you take your seat in a classroom, it's always a good idea to make sure you're in the right room. This is important. And that's it for today. Tomorrow you will have chapter two. And it will be a surprise who's reading to you next. I hope you enjoyed it.